are so grateful that you are here today. And I want to invite your attention to the book of Psalms this morning. We're going to read one verse from the 27th Psalm. And I want to say how grateful I am to all of you for your faithfulness to the things of God. God has truly blessed the Tree of Life Church. And we are so thankful to be in our worship center. Amen. And this is just the beginning of what God is going to be doing. And uh, we want to remain faithful and diligently focused with this what we have done has brought us to this point and we're thankful for that we have more to do and more to go and it is because of your faithfulness that this has that this has transpired your faithfulness has met with God's faithfulness and a mighty work has been done and a mighty work continues to be done and so I thank you for that we are we are beginning 2023 and and, and throughout 2023 you're going to hear the theme all in Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor, tell him, say, I'm all in. That's our theme. You're going to be hearing more about it from, from this point going forward. It's going to be, be all-consuming. We're all in. Everything that we are is in everything that he is and everything that he's doing. And we want to be ready for that. And so our continued faithfulness to, to the work of the Lord here at Tree of Life Church is key to reaching the city. Amen. Psalm 27 and verse 4 says this, One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. I'm going to read it one more time. In fact, let's, let's read it together. Can we do that? One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Praise God. Can we lift up our voices and give him praise for his word today? <clears throat> Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you that your word is life and your word is spirit. Help us to live up to the great, beautiful blessing of your word. Help us to receive it today. Help us, Lord, I pray, empower us to receive of the grace of your word. I ask in Jesus' name that the anointing of God would be in this house. As the word goes forth, let it be so. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. And amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Thank you for standing today. As Jesus walked the earth, he was, of course, Messiah. He was God manifest in human flesh. But this idea of who Jesus is and the idea that he had come to do this great work for the Lord had been met with opposition met with much resistance. There were those who did not, they didn't know if he was who he said he is. And uh, some of them didn't want to believe even though they knew it was irrefutable. He was checking off all the prophetic boxes, but, but they wanted to see is this for real or is this for show. And, and, and there, were, there were people who, who literally conspired against him to somehow catch him in a, an inconsistency, if you please. And so there's one particular day where he was, I have, there's no better way to put it than he was just, he was interrogated. I mean, he was questioned from sunup to sundown. He was interrogated all 
the way through this particular passage. And those who, who interrogated him, uh, they, ha they had various things they were trying to accomplish. The scripture says they were trying to ensnare him in his words. And one of the things that they, that they did was uh, they, they thought that if they could ask him a question here and then ask him a different kind of a question, that he would oppose him, his own self. But you're going to understand something about God. His word is true. And his word is pure. And every word of God is perfect. And so it was, it was not possible that they could achieve this. But, but as he was asked the final question, the question was, what is the greatest commandment? And his answer in Mark chapter 12 was so amazing. He said, here's the greatest commandment. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And him only shall you serve. You shall love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy mind and with all thy soul and with all thy strength. And when he, when he said this, there was somebody standing nearby. The Bible says one of the scribes was standing nearby. And this scribe heard this response. Jesus went on to say, The second is like unto the first. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. This scribe heard this and he was amazed. And he spoke up and he said, You have said the truth. He said, because it is true that if you will love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind and with all of your strength and you will love your neighbor as yourself, then you have fulfilled the law and the commandments of God. When Jesus heard that the man answered him discreetly, Mark 12 says, he responded to him like this. He said, you are not far from the kingdom of God. You're getting it. You're, he was saying, you're getting it. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. This is the great commandment of God. And I've got to tell you that it seems to be an impossible task. I mean, that's asking a lot of us. In, in fact, let me say it this way. It's not just asking a lot of us. It's commanding a lot of us. It didn't say this is the greatest recommendation God has ever given us, the greatest suggestion of his spirit. No, no. This was a command of God, and it is the greatest commandment that you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. But understand how Jesus answered the question. He said, this is the greatest commandment. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And you shall love him with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Now, now it's important to understand you cannot separate the allness from the oneness. The foundation for being able to love him with all of our heart and all of our mind and all of our strength and all of our soul, the foundation for that is the fact that he is one God. It's, it's, it's a monumental task. When I'm talking about all of your heart, I'm talking about all of your desires. 
all of your feelings. God is commanding us to love him with all of our desire and with all of our feelings. When I tell you that we are to love him with all of our soul, I'm telling you that we are to love him with all of our conscience and with all of our breath. That's, it, it, it literally is referring to our breath. When I tell you to love him with all of your mind, I'm telling you that you are to love him with all the understanding that you have, all the logic, all that you have in your brain. It is to be directed as love toward the Lord. And all of your strength, that deals with the body and the force of your physical person. What you do physically is to express a love for God. It is all-consuming. And you can't just love him with one of those things. It's all of those things. You, you can't say, well, I love him with all of my body, but I don't love him with all of my mind. I may love him with all of my mind, but I don't really feel that way. I may think that way, but I don't feel that way. No, no, no. It, it's, it's not, it's not a, there's not a gray area here. There's not a 50%. It's, it's all or it's nothing. And so how do you accomplish that? It, it, it accomplished by the foundation of understanding that the Lord our God is one Lord. Hallelujah. I flew in yesterday from California and I had with me a suitcase. And inside of that suitcase was toothpaste and uh, neckties and, and uh, dress shirts and suits and shoes and belts and socks and, 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 and all of the things I needed for this particular journey. It was all inside that suitcase. Now, if I had tried to carry those things without a container... And that would have been a bad situation. I'd have been, I'd have been in trouble. But, but when you get it all into one container, it all fits into one container. You can't separate the all from the one. If you try to separate the all from the one, things are going to get topsy-turvy. They're going to get messy fast. My girls laugh at me because when we, if we were to walk into a, a, a grocery store, it, it, I, we walk in and invariably... Uh, Sophia can testify to it. it we'll say, uh, hey, Dad, do we need a cart? Nah, we don't need a cart. We're good. We're good. You don't need a cart. And we start walking up and down the halls. And I, I need to do better at having a shopping list because I see this and I remember I forgot to put that down. We need this. And oh, yeah, we need some of that. And before long, I've got two cases of water under each arm. I've got a, a loaf of bread hanging from my teeth. I've got... It's, it, it just turns into a bad situation. You need to get the one cart and put all of it into that cart. That's the power of the one God. You can't take all of your feelings and all of your emotions and all of your thoughts and all of your understanding and all of your strength and all of your conscience and everything you got going on in your world. Anybody got a lot going on in your world? I got a lot going on and, 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 and that stuff starts getting unwieldy and before long, if you don't have it all in that one foundation of who God is, then you're going you're gonna to start having a, a division in your own self. 
and you're going to have a double-mindedness and become unstable in all your ways. And you're going to start talking out of both sides of your mouth. And you're going to give half-hearted efforts. And it, it, because you have separated the all from the one, the only container that is qualified to carry all your feelings and all of your strengths and all of your weaknesses and all of your failures and all of your accomplishments, the only container qualified is the Lord our God. God is one Lord. Stop trying to figure it out on your own. Stop trying to walk through the store without a cart. Understand that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. I need to take everything I have and put it in him. I do want you to know that we are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. Hallelujah. Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. He is the Lord. He is one. He is the mighty tower. He is your refuge and your shelter and your fortress. And in him, you can trust. I'm talking to somebody today, you've got so many feelings and they're, and they're strewn along the path of your mind. And in the morning you might be happy and by mid-afternoon you're sad again. And it's called human nature. But I'm telling you that God became a human being so that he could take all of everything you have into himself and give you the power, hallelujah, to live victoriously in this life. Thank you, Jesus. This is the power of taking all and putting it into, into one. So when we talk about heart, I, I find it interesting that in the scriptures, this sequence is referenced many times. With all thy heart, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. It is listed several times throughout the scriptures. It's found, of course, primarily and originally in the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and him only shall you serve with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, all of your strength. It's going to be in him. And, and it's interesting because it's not just listed once. It is recited and rehearsed throughout the scriptures. When the Lord would teach the children of Israel, he would tell them the same thing. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and all thy soul. That's how it always started. When Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, he was tempted and he was tempted first to turn tables of stone into bread. To that he said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. Then he was tempted by being taken up to the pinnacle of the temple and the devil tempted him to cast himself down and that the angels of the Lord would bear him up. He was tempted to do this and to this temptation he said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Then he was tempted to fall down and worship the devil and if he did, he would be given all the kingdoms of the world. And to that temptation he said, it is written, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. So I, want to, I just want to take these temptations just really quick and, and break them down. Because they are, they are different levels of temptations. 
Okay, there's one temptation where if you turn this table, turn the table of stone into bread. That temptation, while that is tempting when you've been on a 40-day fast, be very tempting, but it's not quite the same temptation that you would get a meal as a reward of this temptation. Then the temptation of being cast down from the pinnacle of the temple. And, and that is a little tempting because that'd be kind of an amazing thing to test that scripture out. Will the angels bear me up? And, and, and lest I dash my foot against a stone, will that actually happen? That's quite a temptation. But it wasn't the same level of temptation as that ultimate temptation. That ultimate temptation was, I will give you the kingdoms of the earth. And the first temptation was a little, a little lunch when you're really, really hungry. The other temptation was to be cast down, go on a thrill ride and find out if the, if the angels really will bear you up. But that final temptation, now that, that's a temptation. That I can have all the kingdoms of this earth. And to the other two temptations, he responded with the word. Man shall not live by bread alone. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. But when you are tempted with the most appealing of all temptations, the very thing that will jeopardize your soul forever, you had better have a hold of this all-in-one message. And Jesus responded. He pulled out the heavy artillery and said, no, no, it is written, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. And I've come to let somebody know that if you're not loving God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, then you're going to fall to the biggest temptations. You're going to fall to those things that will jeopardize your soul. Those things that will cause you you to lose out with God. You've got to get a hold of a relationship with God that says, I have time for nothing and nobody else. Everything is in him. All my heart is in him. All of my soul is in him. All of my mind is in him and all of my strength is in him. And I know that sounds like a gigantic task for our human nature. And it is. And I'll go further than that. It is impossible for your human nature to achieve this great commandment. This is why it always started with your heart. Every time that this sequence is listed in the scriptures, it always begins with the heart. He doesn't say, love the Lord thy God with all thy strength and with all thy soul and all thy heart. No, no, he doesn't say start with the mind and then the body and then the, and then the soul and then the heart. Always it starts with the heart. It always starts with what you desire. And you can tell where your heart is by what you desire. That's where you, that's where you see where the heart is. Where, what, what is it that I desire? That's the indicator of where my heart is. And, and, and you have very little power over your desires. The desire has a way of, of beginning to, to well up for something good or bad. And you don't know exactly why that's happening, but you need to be able to call upon the Lord and say, Lord, the desire of my heart is not where it should be. I look to the word of God and I see the things I should desire, but that's not what I'm feeling in here. My body is desiring something it shouldn't desire. My mind is desiring something it shouldn't desire. You've got to, you've got to get that stuff and put it all in one place. 
Come on, go get it. Put it in the cart. You're lugging around too much baggage, too much luggage. You got suits on your shoulder and you got your socks in your hand and you're trying to carry stuff through the airport when God says, just put it all in me and I'll carry it for you. Put it all in me and I'll contain it for you. This is why the Bible says, delight yourself also in, that's an important preposition, in, hallelujah, in the Lord. We've got another baptism today, thank the Lord. Hunter Canute's getting baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. And that's a powerful preposition in because that's what happens when we're baptized in Jesus name. We're baptized into the one who has all power. We're baptized into the one who has all grace. We're baptized into the one who has already lived the life that we're supposed to live, but incapable of living. Hallelujah. I go down in those waters of baptism in the name of Jesus, and I'm going to tell you, it's all of me going down in those waters. It's all of my heart, and it's all of my mind, and it's all of my soul, and it's all of my strength, and it's going into that precious name. Oh, hallelujah. The scripture says, delight thyself also in the Lord. And here's the promise associated with that. He shall give you the desires of your heart. Has anybody ever heard that scripture before? Amen. Now, I remember what I thought that meant when I was a kid. I thought it meant that if you will delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you whatever you want. And I thought, man, I could use a nice BMW and God's going to give me whatever I want. This is fantastic. Man, I like the way this works. But I didn't realize what the scripture was actually saying. Delight yourself in the Lord. And the Lord will begin to give your heart the right kind of desires. And all of a sudden, you had, it had been so hard for you to be a good husband. And now, all of a sudden, you desire to be a good husband. You desire the well-being of your wife. You desire the well-being of your children. You desire to be in the presence of the Lord. It's not a drudgery. It's not an obligation. You desire to. You don't even know where the desire's coming from. I'll tell you where it's coming from. You delighted yourself in the Lord. And he has given you the desires that will give you life and joy and peace and happiness and hope and favor and the grace of life. And all of a sudden, the BMW will not rank as high on your list as it once did because your desires are shifting. Now, all of a sudden, you just want people to be blessed. All of a sudden, you want people to be whole. Out of nowhere, your, your desires just shift into the direction of forgiving people, helping and healing working for the kingdom. Why? Because you have delighted yourself. And by self, I mean all of you. Stop being a split personality. Stop being someone different here than you are there. You will, you will, and I don't say that out of condemnation because we're all, we all suffer with that in our flesh. You're not alone. We're all split in our thinking. We have flesh and spirit. Don't just cater to your flesh out there and your spirit in here. Live the abundant life of just being all in. All in. All of my 
feelings are in him. All of my mind is in him. All of my soul, my very breath is in him. Hallelujah, my soul, my breath. You know, you, know you, need to, you need to think about what do you do with your breath? Because the breath, the breath yes, it is the function. It is the life force of the body. It, without it, things begin to die. Your body needs oxygen and it comes out. Notice how, how uh, toxic we are. I mean, it comes in as pure, clean, good oxygen. And by the time it has circulated in a nanosecond... And comes back out of our mouth. It is a deadly poison. It goes from beautiful, clean, crisp oxygen to some carbon dioxide. And and that's how toxic we are in our human flesh. It's in us for just a very little bit of time. Does its work in us. And by the time it gets done dealing with us, it is literally a poison. So we can't think higher of ourselves than we ought. We have to recognize our need for salvation. And we can't exalt our opinions. And we can't exalt our view of things. We have to look to the word of God to understand the truth. Let this word be true. And let every man be a liar. What do you do with your breath? This is, the Bible tells us what to do with breath. You cannot, I'm going to use it this way. The breath is the is the assistant in forming words. You use your tongue, your teeth, your lips, but what gives it its force is your breath. And there's not a word you can utter without using your breath. So I ask you again, what are you using your breath for? The Bible tells us this, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. I'm going to say that again. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you what to use your breath for. Use it for the glory of God. Open up your mouth and declare the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You say, yeah, but you don't know what I'm going through. I, I don't doubt that. I know you've got some things that, that, that we all have things that, that, that we wish were different. And we can sit around and we can talk about that all day if we want to. And drive ourselves deeper into a hole of despair. Or we can do what the Bible says. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Even if it's not in my emotions at the moment, it'll be in my mouth. Even if it's not in my feels at the moment, it'll be in my mouth. That's one thing you can count on. I will bless the Lord with my mouth. You got a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff's going on. But God is good. God is great. God is holy. God is worthy. God is on the throne. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all. There it is. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. we got to start blessing his holy name with all, all that is within us. All that stuff you got inside of you. I don't know what grudge you're holding on. Make that grudge bless his name. You feeling sick this morning? You feel your body is ailing? Make that, make that sickness bless his name. No, no, no. You don't get just to come up into my body and camp out and make me miserable. No, you're going to be in here. You're going to bless his name. 
just going to deal with nausea. No, no. You're going to bless the Lord. No, I'm sorry. I'm not just going to sit here with hurt feelings and broken dreams and shattered desire. No, no. I'm not just going to sit here feeling like a failure and a victim. If that feeling's in here, it's going to have to stand up with me and lift its hands with me and bless the Lord. You don't just get to camp out in my feelings. All that is within me. All of my broken dreams have to bless his name. All of my shattered dreams have to bless his name. All of the broken promises that are still camped out in the back of my mind that people have made and betrayed me. Come on, these broken dreams, you better put your hands together. These broken, these broken feelings, this, this hurt, this rejection that I've been dealing with all this, you better put your hands together because I'm going to tell you what doesn't change. God is still a good God and God is on the throne. Oh, I wonder if somebody could praise him right now with your breath. said, if you've got breath, you've got a reason. Yeah, but my arm is hurting. If you've got breath, praise him. But my leg is hurting. If you've got breath, praise him. But my job is in jeopardy. If you've got breath, praise him. But my mind is still hurt. If you've got breath, praise him. Think about Brother Don Treadway, faithful member of this great church for many, many decades. And I, I think of him when the cancer took his voice box. He had to, he had to speak with an assistant, an assistant machine, and, and he put that machine to his his larynx area and he began to speak it was automated it had an automated sound to it he couldn't speak without the vibration of that assistance but he would stand up in the house of the Lord and, and, and he would say it to the best of his ability and it had the uh, automated sound but he would say God has been good to me he never left me and he never forsook me how dare I stand here with the health I have and not praise God how dare I stand here and bemoan whatever little challenge I've got going on right now God has been faithful God has been good I'm sold out my mind's made up no room no vacancies I'm all in 
I'm all in. It, 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 you, you can't have the allness unless you have the oneness. And so David said it this way. He said, one thing, one thing have I desired of the Lord. Man, my, I, my ears are perked up because I want to know what is the one thing he desires of the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to know, it, does he desire to be a, a, a good slingshot a stone thrower? Does he desire to be a great king, mighty upon his throne? Does he desire to, to have wisdom beyond all other people? What does he desire? What is the one thing if you had to narrow it all down? And he said one thing, have I desired of the Lord? That's his heart. It starts with his heart. One, that's him loving God with all of his heart. One thing, have I desired of the Lord? And you know what you desire by what you seek after. See, some of you are sitting there thinking, I, I think I desire the Lord. I think I do. Well, you can think all you want, but the, the proof is in what do you seek after. The Bible tells us what to seek after. The Bible says, seek the Lord while he may yet be found. Do good. Seek peace and pursue it. What do you seek after? He said, I, I, I desire of the Lord and that will I seek after. To behold the beauty of the Lord. Hallelujah. He said that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's his body. That's his, that's his strength. That's him dwelling. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Again, we're dealing with his body. All the days. It's day one day after. Not, not just a few of them. All of them. All the days of my life. Hallelujah. To behold the beauty of the Lord. That's his soul. And to inquire in his temple, that's his mind. It's his heart, it's his body, it's his soul, it's his mind. That's the one thing that I desire of the Lord and that will I seek after. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Now, you might look at that and think, well, man, I can think of a lot of other things. I have more desire than that. Well, that, then it's clear you have not beheld his beauty. But I'm going to tell you something. When you behold the beauty of the Lord, it'll wreck you forever. Nothing else will satisfy. Nothing else will satisfy. Once you see his goodness... Once you feel his touch, once you experience his mercy, when you, listen, when Paul stood there on that road to Damascus, he was Saul. And as he stood there, he, he is shocked because he realizes in that moment that, that, that he is guilty of, of the Lord's blood. Pastor Sizemore, and he looks at this and says, I, I just, I don't know what to make of this because I've got this voice speaking to me. And and, and the voice says, I said, who are you, Lord? He called him Lord. And when he says, who are you, Lord? The Lord says, I am Jesus. When he said, I am Jesus, that's it. Paul's dead. Saul's gone. He's dead. 
He's dead once he, once he says, I am Jesus, because Saul has killed people for following Jesus. And he, all he knows is the wrath and the anger and the indignation of God. And so he's standing there realizing, I'm, I'm dead. Go ahead. Send several lightning bolts. I'm here. I'm here for it. Go ahead. I, I'm sorry. And instead of doing that, the Lord said, I have raised you up. And I'm going to bless you and I'm going to send you to the nations and I'm going to speak through you. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he had mercy on him. When you experience that with God, you will say like Paul said, you will say, I am persuaded that nothing shall be able to separate me from the love of God. Tribulation can't do it. Persecution can't do it. Famine can't do it. Nakedness can't do it. Peril can't do it. The sword can't do it. Death can't do it. Life can't do it. Sister Buller, angels can't do it. Nothing present. Nothing to come. Nothing can separate me. Height, death, nor any other creature can separate me from the love of Christ. When you behold the beauty of the Lord, you won't want what this world has to offer. Hallelujah. You won't want it anymore because that one thing will be all-consuming. It will be all-consuming. Hallelujah. All in. You know why I'm all in? You know why we're all here today gathered into one place? Because we're committed. You know how this building is, has been built and why we've got more to do and we're continuing to give and God bless you. We're, we're, we're just continuing on this journey and thank you for your continued giving. It's because people of God are all in. You don't have to beg people to volunteer when they're all in. You don't have to beg people to give sacrificially when they're all in. You don't have to beg people to pray for others when they're all in. You don't have to beg people to worship God God, when they're all in, I'm, I'm made up my mind. I'm sold out. I'm all, I'm all in. I started preaching when I was very young. My first sermon was when I was 10 years old. It was no good. I did not have a cart that day. And everything I knew just got thrown out onto the Sunday school class where I was preaching. Everything I had in here, it just, I didn't have a suitcase. It just, I just kind of strewn it out across the, across the, everybody there. It wasn't that great, but the heart was in the right place. And, and if your heart is where it needs to be, here's the simple prayer. Lord, I don't even know where to find my heart. You go, you Google, you Google heart specialists in Cincinnati and then call them and ask them if your heart is in the right place. They won't know what you're talking about. And if they do, if they're, if they're, if they're a student of this word, they'll say you're talking to the wrong person. Because I can't find that on an MRI. I can't find that on a CAT scan. I can't find that on an EKG. I can't find that on an ultrasound. There's only one who can deal with matters of the heart. It's an invisible God who deals with the invisible issues of the heart, Brother Enos. Hallelujah. And he's the only one who can help you get your heart in the right place. Hallelujah. And so, so the heart was in the right place. And I remember when I was 14 years old, that's when the anointing of God just, I mean, it fell on me like a lightning bolt. 
I was preaching in Huntington, West Virginia, and I, I had worshipped the Lord with all of my heart. I danced before him. I had no problem doing that. You give me a microphone to stand me up in front of people, and I shut all the way down. Stage fright. Still am, by the way. And, and as I, I stood up there at 14 years of age, I started to preach, and a, a feeling came over me that I was used to, but I was only used to it in worship. And that's when it occurred to me, oh, my Preaching is just worship. <laughs> That's all it is. That's all I've done this morning is praised God to all of you. That's all I'm doing up here is I'm just praising God. And so that anointing started flowing through me and I started worshiping God to the people. And, and that anointing flowed through me. And, and, and at that moment in my life, a door flew open and, and a path laid out before me and I have never turned back I have never turned back and by the grace of God I never will but I remember when I was 16 years of age and I was already traveling now I was preaching revivals every week and it was the it was the I mean hot days of summer and my buddies had gathered together to go play basketball and swim at one of my friends houses and it was a, it was felt like it was a hundred degrees outside and they were, they were, uh, they'd go swimming and they'd take a break and they would go play basketball and, and they had, having fun and they said, you want to come over? I said, well, I got to go preach a revival. I said, but I'll, uh, but I'll stop by. And so I came by and they were playing ball and I said, hey guys, I'm, I'm headed out of town. And I, I was 16. I turned 16 the month before. My parents wouldn't let me drive. I had, I had drivers that took me to my revivals. Bless their hearts and thank God for them. And they were, they were so, so helpful. And I stood there, I'll never forget, 100 degrees, sweat pouring down my face in a suit and tie with two suitcases in my hand. My buddies were playing ball. And I remember thinking, I think I'd rather play basketball right now. Now listen, I'm not suggesting 16-year-olds go travel and not play ball I'm not, and, and not be with their friends. I'm not suggesting that this is for everybody. But I remember for me, I made a conscious decision that day. And I just stood there with my suitcases and my suit and tie, sweat pouring down my face. I thought, today, I am deciding that I will do this for the rest of my life. For the glory of God. Amen. Somebody asked me, not terribly long ago, as they looked down the trajectory of my life and and they said, is this, is this, is this how you see life, life developing? That, that you're just going to spend the rest of your days just working yourself to the bone, trying to preach the gospel everywhere you can and, and trying to reach people. And, 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 and you can still do that, but in different ways. Are you, are you committed? Is this how you see it all? And my mind went back to that day 25 years ago or however many years ago it was 28 years ago when I stood in that driveway my buddies were playing basketball and I that hot sweat pouring down my face on a on a, a, a hot day in July and I remembered that moment and I said oh yeah this is exactly how it's going to play out I'm going to do the work of God until I draw my last breath on this earth I'm all in nothing else matters 
And let me tell you something. When you're all in for Jesus, hallelujah, you're going to love your family and take care of your family because that's a part of being all in. When you're all in for Jesus, you're going to love your wife and you're going to love your neighbor and you're going to love the church and you're going to love this city God has called us to reach and you're going to do everything in your power to reach this city because that's what it means to be all in for Jesus. It's all of my desires and it's all of my understanding and it's all of my breath and it's all the strength of my body. And yes, it's and yes, it's all the time I have in a day. And yes, it's all the treasure I have in a pocket. And yes, it's all my energy. It's going to be all for the Lord. And when you give it to God like that, he gives you more than you could ever ask for. He gives you more than you could ever ask for. I wonder if there's somebody here today who maybe you're, you're struggling. You want, you want to. You desire it. But you're struggling to know how to do it. I wonder if in this place right now, every one of us could lift up our hands to the Lord and say, God, I want to be all in for you. I want to be all in. I want to be all in for you. I want to be all in for you. All in. I'm all in, Lord. I'm tired of having one foot in the church and one foot in the world. I'm tired. I'm tired of being a, having a good day and doing good things and then having a bad day and doing bad things. I'm, I'm tired, Lord. I, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do this on my own. Help me, Jesus. Help my heart. Help my heart. I want to be, be all in. I want to be all in. Our musicians can come at this time. If you could stand with me in the presence of the Lord, lift your hands to him and lift your voice to him and call out to him hallelujah 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 blessed be the name of the lord blessed be the name of the lord i love you lord for your mercy never fails me all my days, I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, I will sing of the goodness of God. I love your voice. You have led me through the fire in darkest night. You are close like no other. I've known you as a father. I've known you as a friend. And I have lived in the goodness of God. I love your voice. You have led me through the fire in darkest nights. You're close like no other. I've known you as a father. I've known you as a friend. I have lived in the goodness. Sing that verse again. 
sing it as an anthem today. I want you just to lift your heart to God and say, Lord, I'm resting in your goodness. Some of you have brought in some pain and some challenge, and God's going to let you feel his goodness right now. I don't want you to worry about anything right now. I want you to just let the goodness of God bathe over you. All across this house, let the goodness of God sweep through this place. And let him remind you of how good of a God he is. The accuser of the brethren has been lying to you about God and about yourself. But right now, the good God of heaven and earth is going to sweep through this house and speak to your soul again. I want you just to lift up your voice unto him and rest in the goodness of God. Rest in the goodness of God. Sing it as an anthem.
so thankful today to be able to baptize Hunter Canute in the name of Jesus Christ. Can we give God a hand clap of praise? This is wonderful. If you could just stretch your hands forth, we're going to pray for him in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for Hunter and I thank you for his life. I thank you for this decision to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, to repent from all his sins and to give himself to you. Lord, we know that by promise he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost in obedience to Acts 2 and 38. And we give you all the praise for this moment. You are great and greatly to be praised in Jesus' name. Amen.